Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? This is Jimmy Pax, and you're listening to the incomparable Lena Jones on the Lena Jones Morning Sparkle. Shine on, you crazy diamonds. Good morning. How's everybody doing on this beautiful day? It's September. It's August. What could be better than that? (laughs) Welcome to the LJ Morning Sparkle. And I'm waking up. I'm just waking up because I'm a late bird. (laughs) So I have to set the alarm. Hey, you know, um... Before I get started, I want to thank God, and hopefully you thank God for that bullet that we dodged last week, um, Hurricane Florence. Uh, most of you probably didn't think any more about it when um, when it passed by. You probably said, uh, well, you can't trust the weatherman. You probably got upset because you went out and bought a whole bunch of stuff that you moved, that you bought gas, you bought extra food, you spent all this money, and you're a little bit upset about that. You got caught in traffic because you tried to get away because the weatherman said it was going to hit us and it was going to hit us hard. But in the midst of all that, did you stop and think about the blessing that we had? Did you stop and think about the fact that it just right over this state and where we were supposed to get hit with so much, we barely got anything? Did you think that maybe that it was a bunch of people praying, praying for their families that live uh, that, that live in other states, plan, praying for their families that live here in Virginia? The people in Virginia was praying themselves. There's some praying people out there. There's a community of prayer out there. And prayer takes care of everything. I know. I'm a personal witness, and I'm pretty sure... Some of you out there have your own testimonies, too, that can witness that. But we dodged that bullet. Do you see what it did to North Carolina? We would have been in worse. I don't think some people stop and think about the ramifications of that. I know I did. I'm, you know, let's be honest here. When when it didn't hit like that, I was just like, uh, here's the weatherman. <laughs> That's the only job that you can have that you're wrong all the time and not be fired. That's my favorite line to use when the <laughs> when the weatherman is wrong. That's my favorite line to say, oh, you know, but I had to stop and think. So wait a minute, wait a minute here now. Um, I shouldn't be complaining. I should be thanking God. I should be down on my knees thanking God and praising God for for us dodging that bullet. You should have been up in church Sunday morning shouting because we dodged a bullet, y'all. You have to realize that. Hey, better recognize, better recognize. If you didn't thank God for Virginia dodging that bullet, now's your time to do it. Just give him a little praise right there in your seat. Yeah. All right, I will go into Nehemiah. I know last week I went off on a tangent and I hardly had anything to say about the Nehemiah, but we're going to go ahead and dive right into Nehemiah uh, uh, today. Now, we know that, just to give a quick recap, very quick, Nehemiah, he is a builder, builder at heart, an architect, and our, an, an architecture. You know what I'm talking about. He's an architect. Um in today's society, that's what he would be, um, to uh, design something, to look at it, and things of that sort. But Nehemiah goes into his architecture with prayer. He goes into it with a stamp of approval. His approval is by God. Okay, So his, his desire is to rebuild Jerusalem's wall. And it's God that gives him the motivation to do so. Now, even though Nehemiah had an escort by the king to support his position. He had the authority to do the work. He had papers signed where he can get uh, the supplies that he needed to do the work. 
he had to, the first thing he had to do in any situation, even in our situation, is examine the problem. So Nehemiah goes at night to look at the problem. He goes at night because he sometimes when you have to examine things, you don't need other people in your ear. You you don't need that. You kind of need to be on your own to so that you can when you get especially when you go to face that person or that people or that community or that politician, whatever it is that you're you are going to face, you need to know what you're talking about. And you need to be ready for the objectives that will come upon you while you're doing that. So I'm going to start with chapter 2, verses 12 through 16 in Nehemiah. I'm going to go ahead and read that. And it's about Nehemiah viewing the ruined wall. And I rose in the night, and some few men with me, neither I told any man what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Neither neither was there any beast with me, save the beast that I rode upon. The the the, um, the how the horse or the donkey, not sure what it is. And I went out by night by the gate of the valley, even before the dragon well, and to the dung port, and viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down, and the gates thereof. Then I went on to the gate of the fountain and to the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. So he's saying he can't, his horse or his donkey could not get past it. I went up to the night, I went up in the night by the brook and viewed the wall and turned back and entered by the gate of the valley and so returned. And the rulers knew, the rulers knew with, knew not whether I went or what I did. Neither had I yet told it to the Jews, nor the priests, nor the nobles, nor the rulers, nor the rest that did the work. That did the work. Then I said unto them, Ye see that we are in, see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem that will be no more a reproach. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me as also the king's word that he had spoken unto me. And they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. Now, that's what happened. So he went on and told them after he had did the examination himself. He went on and told them about what he, God's approval, the king's approval, and how he had everything in line to do everything that he needed to do but before he did anything he went into prayer he prayed about everything and that's the one thing that we um haven't uh know about when he inspected the wall at night he got a chance to see the conditions of the wall himself so now to compare that in our modern day let's look at uh there's someone in our community. There's someone in our community that God has given the right to fix up the place where you live. Now, when I talk about the community, the community doesn't have to be a particular place. It can be what is inside of you. Nehemiah is about rebuilding. We could talk about rebuilding, but it doesn't necessarily have to be about that community. It can be rebuilding ourselves, our children, our family, friendships, marriages rebuilding our health or whatever in our lives are broken. It's a story about brokenness and it's a story about strengthening yourselves and arming yourselves. And it's a story about rebuilding, rebuilding your community. Your community could be right there within your household. If you got a whole bunch of stuff going on in your household, that is your community right now right there within your family. If it is about a friendship or relationship, even your marriage, and right now I'm going to go to a song. I'm going to go to Corey. 
uh, won't he do it? <laughs> Corey Hawthorne. I'll be right back with you. Stopping my shine They try to break me, try to take me out But I got Jesus on my side So bad I thought it would die But ain't no power stronger than the one that came and laid down his life And I got mountains to climb But the enemy can't stop me Cause there's a calling on my line So when I'm crying, don't last too long Cause he gon' step in and make it alright Won't he do it? He said he would My shoulders did get to shrugging from back and forth. Will he do it? Yes, he will. And I know he will. He has done it for me in so many situations, so many of them. And I'm pretty sure he's done it for a lot of us out there. Just say praise him. We're not perfect people. And we don't have to be. <laughs> so don't ever think that you being in your sin, God's not going to look at you because he is. He loves you. He loves us. Remember, he's our Superman. Okay, now, if you want to fix any type of problem, first you have to examine what's broken. You can't just jump into stuff and fix it. You have to examine what's broken. It's like a car. Your car breaks down. You take it to the mechanic. Before the mechanic could fix it, he first has to examine it. He has to examine it and see what's wrong so that he'll know how to fix it and how to approach the situation to even start fixing it, even with a doctor, before a doctor can uh, get you fixed. First, he has to tell you what's wrong. Um, you can't approach City Hall and tell him that, hey, I got something wrong with my community, this, that, and the other, without examining 
examine exactly what's going on in your community. You have to look at the people around you, your neighbors. You have to look at the way the kids play, how they play, who they're playing with. You can't just uh, approach your leaders clueless. You have to have some type of plan uh, behind it. And in our relationships, we have to examine the problem. If the problem is with our marriage, we have to pay attention long enough to know what the problem is and where to start fixing it. If the problem is within ourselves, if if it's drugs or alcohol or even uh, eating disorders, it doesn't necessarily have to be anything derogatory like drugs or alcohol that's wrong with us. We may have uh, eating disorders, excuse me, we may have insecurities where we're constantly down in ourselves. Um, it could be something as simple as coming up with an exercise plan to fix that problem. If your friendship is broken, you may want to find out where the objections lie there. What is hurting this friendship? If you still want to have that person, you may need to find out what is the problem um, um, going on. Is it amongst the friends? Is it when you get around a particular set of friends that that one friend says something or you say something and things just don't go wrong. And that can happen in marriages. Sometimes you have men that are macho. And when they get around their friends, they act a particular way towards their woman. or And a woman may get in front of with her girlfriends and act a particular way with her boyfriend or her husband, which may cause problems in the relationship, which may cause the relationship to be broken. My point is, whatever your problem is, you you first have to examine it before you can fix it with any in any day and age. This is what's going, what goes on in our day and age right now. Nehemiah had his own um, problems during his uh, day. Uh, most importantly, you have to pray about it. You got to pray about it before you begin fixing it, and ask God to give you knowledge to help you. Help put the right words in your mouth to say what you need to say to that person, be it uh, uh, City Hall, be it your husband, be it your friend. You have to pray and ask him to put the words in your mouth to, to let you know what to say and what to do in order to fix the problem um, in our in our lives, and in our community. Whatever you do, don't just dive into it without praying first. Nehemiah put for prayer before everything that he did. He prayed about it, and God blessed him. See, God already knows our intentions. He already knows what's in our heart to do, um, and he can and will bless us to do it. But first, we have to give him the victory over the situation. We have to uh, pray for it, let it go, and then go and do it. Go go with your blessings to do it. Um, you have to acknowledge him. You have to be a believer, too. You have to believe that he is a helper. He is who he says he is. He is sovereign. He has power over everything. Don't you, you know what amazes me about uh, a power of a God? If you don't know any examples of a power of a God, uh, a power of a God could be the healing in your body with a dark thing, and you turn around and there is nothing. Do you understand that? That is such a powerful, powerful thing. I mean, who could move a hurricane? Who could, did you see the size of Florence? I don't know about you guys. But I'm just odd. I'm just odd at my God and the things that he's able to do through the power of prayer. Because Florence was huge. It would have, it would have tore us apart, no jokes aside. It would have tore us apart. And did you see on the news where a tornado had hit uh, some part of, uh, of uh, South Carolina, North Carolina and it tore apart the building? Now, you have a building standing next to it that got some damage, but it completely flattened another building, took a telephone pole, bent it all the way down, a telephone, you know, not a telephone, one of those nightlight poles, twisted up cars. That's some powerful stuff. If you want to know about the power of God, we are like this little teeny inkling of dirt 
under his fingernails. We are just little pebbles of sand. Our buildings, what we have here, the, you know, you may see a high building, a, a, a flood, uh, um, not a flood, but a high rise, <laughs> and say, oh, look at that, it's big. That is nothing compared to our God. Our God could take that thing and twist it up into nothing. That's a powerful God that we serve. This is the man who is that powerful, but yet who is that humble enough to believe, to 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 want us to believe in him so that he can use that power in our lives. That's the type of God that I serve. (laughs) Uh, We have to lay the groundwork. You have to lay the groundwork before you go into anything, and that's what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah went and laid his groundwork. Uh, Now, now that he's examined everything, he knows what all the problem is, and God's going to bless him and fix it. Uh, he has an escort. Uh, he has authority. Um, he has permissions. Everything that he needed. Now he has to convince the Israelites. He has to convince the people to do the work. A people that is broken. A people that there is nothing left of them. Um, you have to keep in mind Israel. Uh, they're embarrassed. Their pride is gone. Uh, people are mocking them all around and. And all of this is happening to the Israelites because of their sin. Now I'm going to go to uh, the chapter. Oh, I already read it. I read it already. (laughs) I read it all. I read it before, which he told them that the hand of God was good upon him. And he had the king's word and he spoke and and, and they said to them that let us rise up and build. So they were strengthened their hands for the work of God. Now in chapter 3 of Nehemiah, it goes on to talk about the builders of the wall, the different types of tribes, the different types of people that came together to help rebuild the wall. Even tribes and people, noblemen who thought it was beneath them, all got together to help build up Jerusalem wall. So when you get a chance, you can go and read the Builders of the Wall because it's going to name a lot of different names. And child, you don't want me to name the <laughs> names. It would be it would be the comedy show because <laughs> half them, when I pronounce them here reading on my own, <laughs> I have to stop and say, Lord, forgive me. I'm just messing up. I done, I done messed up everybody's name and <laughs> it is my M.O. So when you have a chance, Go read chapter three about the uh <laughs> the builders of the wall. It will list the people who helped build the wall now, of course, with everything um when you decide to do something positive, there are always some negativity that stands in the way it only it not only happens in today's society with with you or whatever it is you want to do it happened in the days of Nehemiah also um he tried to rebuild a broken wall and he he ran into people that didn't want this to happen they didn't want they conspired against him um they were angry with him um two people in in particular which was Sanballat and Tobiah the the Amorite the Amnonite <laughs> Now, I'm going to read the opposition by anger. Okay, now, but it came to pass that when Sanballat and Tobiah, the Arabians of the Ammonites and the Ashadites heard the wall of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began and that the breaches began to be stopped, they were angry. They were wroth. They inspired all of them to come and fight against Jerusalem to hinder it. Nevertheless, we made our prayers unto God and set it a watch against them day and night because of them. That was uh, where it says the opposition of anger. It was chapter 7 through chapter 9. The first one I read, I said 17, but it was after actually chapter four through chapter six. I apologize. The writing is so small, but this one went on to chapter seven through chapter nine. 
like I said before, when you try to do something positive, there's always someone negative or something negative that's going to stand in your way. In in Nehemiah's time, he had Sanballat and Tobiah, an uh, Arabian and uh, an an Ammonite that were upset. They were angry. They saw the wall of Jerusalem as tore down, and they wanted to keep it down. They didn't want that to be rebuilt. But see, when you make an enemy of God's people, you make an enemy of God. And if you do that, whoa, how does the Bible say, whoa, look out for that. It's just like in our communities. If you decide that you want to clean up the community, someone decides they want to do something to fix something, you got a whole bunch of people that's going to stand in the way. Because they don't want change. They don't want things to uh, get better. In your community, it could be uh, the drug dealer. He's going to talk about you, you you know, all you believe in that stuff, all this and that, the other, just because he don't want it to change. He's messing up his business. If he can't sell drugs there (laughs) inside his community, he ain't making no money. So that's he don't care. He don't care what it looks like. Only thing he cares about is that he makes money. The gangbangers, they don't want you to get them off the street. They don't want you to clean up the community. I mean, your community is their target. They're for gang new initiation, going around shooting up innocent people for no prob with with no problem. They don't want they don't want to change. These are obstacles that we run across in today's society. If you're in a broken marriage, there might be a girlfriend. Um, on the or on the guy side, a male that's constantly in their ear telling you something about the person, the girlfriend, and say, "Girl, you know he ain't no good. I don't know why you bother with him. I know he's your husband, but he ain't no good." On the men's side, they like, "Man, why you messing around with that bee? Why you messing around with that hoe? I wouldn't listen to her. I wouldn't be giving her my money. You got people like that around you." That's not helping you to fix your broken. <laughs> we need to be aware of the people that that are around us when we're trying to fix our broken. And the friendship, it could be a friendship of one friend is jealous of the other friend. That's whispering in your ear. Um, they're going around talking to you and spreading rumors, spreading lies about what this person said about you, what that person said about you. Um, When it comes to ourselves, our broken self, our insecurities, we sit around and we beat each other up. We could not beat each other. We beat ourselves up. We call ourselves dumb, stupid, ugly. You know, you can't do this and you can't do that behind closed doors when no one is looking. The enemy tries to attack attack us in every way. Um, Family is nothing worse than a broken family. It's nothing worse than bad influences that are brought in by our kids that we open up our door and let into our lives that tear our family apart. It can be something like your daughter's friend, your daughter's friend who's just a flirt, who likes coming over there because every time you turn around, she's flirting with your husband or your son who has a friend that's insisting on bringing drugs to him, alcohol, drugs, cigarettes. Uh, or husband's friend is constantly at your house. He's looking at your daughter with those hungry eyes. You know, sometimes we bring people into our lives, into our family lives, that they are set at doing nothing but tearing down your family. These are things that we need to fix in today's society. There's a fix in every situation. Um, and there was a fix in... in uh, Nehemiah's time. In Nehemiah time, he had Tobias and Sanballat. They didn't want that wall to be built. Are you kidding me? Are you, we Jerusalem, get back strong again. See, everyone knows that if Jerusalem is strong, they know that, hey, they're going to get it. They are going to get it. They are going to get it. So on that note, let's go ahead and go to another song. Um, I was going to go to uh, You Will Win by Jacqueline Carr, but uh, for some reason, <laughs> it's an eight-minute song, okay, so don't, uh, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't do that, so we're not going to go with that, we're going to go with uh, something else uh, about broken people, 
whether it be your family, your marriage, your friendship, your community, your health, about strengthening and telling yourself to get back up because you have a God on your side. Here is uh, Daniel Goki with Tell Your Heart to Beat Again. Like you've never been before The life you knew In a thousand pieces on the floor And words fall short in times like these But this world drives you to your knees You think you're never gonna get back To the you they used to be Tell your heart to beat again Close your eyes and breathe it in Let the shadows fall away Step into the light of grace Yesterday is a closing door You don't live there anymore Say goodbye to where you've been Tell your heart to beat again over you. It's alright now. Love's healing hands have pulled you through. So get back up. Take step one. Leave the darkness. Feel the sun. Cause your story's far from over. And your journey's just begun. Tell your heart to beat again. Close your eyes. Brokenness within our families and within ourselves, and the same thing that went on in Nehemiah. Now, I'm going to read uh, um, from chapter four, and see, this is why I put that disclaimer on my <laughs> on my page and say I'm not a preacher, neither do I claim to be. I'm just reading the Bible with you guys and doing some comparisons. But when I do, I do this little highlight thing with a pink highlighter. And um, for those of you that do read Bibles, you know how thin those pages is. So I am, I do apologize because my thin marker <laughs> threw one page and, uh, hmm, 
So when I first opened up, it was chapter 12 through 17 I was reading. I skipped over. Okay, so let's talk about the opposition and the ridicule that Nehemiah went through during his time. This is uh, starting at chapter 4. But it came to pass that when San Sanballat, did I, did I read that already? Okay, I'm going to read it again. When Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth, took great indignation, and mocked the Jews. And he spec he spoke before his people in the army of Samaria and said, Do these feeble Jews, what do these feeble Jews, will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they build it in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of rubbish which are burnt? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was with him and he said, even that even by which they build, if a fox goes up the hill, it shall break down the wall and tear up the stone wall. So they're saying that the, they're feeble and the wall is feeble. A fox can go by and the whole thing can fall down. Hear us, O God, for we are despised, and turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for prey in the land of captivity, and cover not their iniquity, and let not their sin be blotted out before thee, for they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. So we build so build the wall, they did, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof for the mine, for the people had the mine to work. I'm reading from my, uh, uh, another one of my King James Bibles where it says ye and the, and uh, I don't know about you, but that's where it gets a little bit confusing for me because it, it kind of makes the words a little bit different. Some of it is easy and some of it's not. I do have a King James Version that breaks down those words for me. I decided not to open that one today to try to read from this one. And uh, excuse me, I think I'm going to stick with, with what I'm comfortable with. Um, but um, that's the uh, opposition that they, they, they face. But he did not. Once again, Nehemiah goes into prayer. He goes into prayer about the mocking. You know, he doesn't try to uh, mock back at him. He go he goes to God for guidance in prayer. He asks he prays for justice against his enemies. He asks God to take the vengeance for him. He leaves God to do the work because he sees that there's no repentance, there's no regrets from these people. This is what they to do. They're just going to go after us and go after us. They're not going to uh, leave us alone. And so in chapter 4, verse 14, he says, And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and the rest of the people that were building, Be not afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren and your sons and your daughters and your wives for your houses. So that was uh, chapter 14. He says, don't be afraid. You need to fight. The people in Jerusalem have found themselves um, fighting. They had to fight and build at the same time. So that's the same thing that uh, we have to do. Remember I said you can't fix anything without prayer. You have to put prayer first before everything you do. You have to make sure that you prayed up. That's because that's your gear. That is your your garment. That is your war gear. You got to put that up. You got to put that up when you start praying against your community, against your marriage, against your friendship. Uh, God strengthens the weak. The weak. He strengthens those that are shamed and humiliated. Uh, you hear me where he, he told them, he told them to pick up their arms and, and fight because he knew that they were fighting.
with the God on their side. When you get ready to fight the forces that are coming against the attacks on your your marriage, your your insecurities, your communities, your family, you have to make sure that uh, you you are prayed up. You can't go into it without prayer. You can't you can't go into anything without putting that prayer first, and that's what uh, Nehemiah did. Um, we don't have to make fools of ourselves. We don't have to go and act out in public and do all that stuff. Uh, you, you just pick up your armor. Pick up your armor, and God strengthened those weak people. And they had their their sisters. They had their brothers. They had the noblemen. Even the noblemen. They set watch to make sure that the people didn't come upon them because what happened was there was a plot. There was a plot to uh, against the people of the builders of the wall. They had plotted because, see, they couldn't mess with them. They couldn't do what they wanted to do because it was authorized for the king for them to do this. They had escorts and they had permission to do this job. So, see, Tobiah and Sandabel, that's another thing that they were upset about. They were upset because they couldn't do what they wanted to do to the people. The people had God's protection. They had the protection of the king, and they had the protection of a God. And they had their permission to get up and take arms and fight. So they set watch. Uh, The Jews got hold of that plan to come against them, and they set watch. And they, while people were watching, they watched by night, they watched by day, they watched 24-7. Um, they for the people, and uh, I'm looking for I'm looking for the song that I'm trying to play here while I'm talking. So, uh, they set watch on the people, and that's what they did. They fought with one hand, you know, prayed inside <laughs> and outside, and they fought. And that's what you have to do with your family. You got to get up there and you have to pray. You got to fight and build at the same time. You're fighting against all of those people that are coming against you, your family, your friendship, your marriage. At the same time, you're fighting. You have to build, too. You're building that relationship up and fighting it at the same time. And sometimes um, that can be uh, pretty uh, pretty, pretty bad. Now I'm gonna go with the song I was looking for. My my song, my war song. I don't know what happened to my war song. I think I was trying to find it before and I couldn't find it. Uh, I have to make sure that it was not deleted out of my um out of um out of my my thing here. Uh, so I am going to go to another song uh, as soon as I. <laughs> As soon as I figure out which one, we're going to go ahead. Let's go ahead and listen to uh, Jacqueline Carr. It's a little bit long, but, hey, it's about praying for your family. It's a good one. Check it out. The enemy came up against your husband. The enemy came up against your children. The enemy came up against your name. The enemy came up against your character. You will win. Win. You will Came up against your health. The enemy came up against your finances. The enemy came up against your vision. The enemy came up against your business. You will
You have to pray for your communities. You have to pray for your family. You have to pray for everything that is attached to you. You have to believe that you are winning and that you have the victory over your situation. Here's Ty Tribute with uh, Victory to help you do it. (laughs) Yeah!
Dallas, Ty Trippett, and Victory do to do your victory dance to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to do your victory dance to when you defeat what's going on within your family. I don't know how most of you will take what I say or whether you even understand what I say, but I'm trying to make my interpretation as simple as possible because I don't know about you but sometimes I just need things to be explained a little bit more simpler in my life that way I can give God more glory and understand what I'm giving him the glory for remember you have to fight for your family there's always a battle going on in your community there's always a battle going on within your family within ourselves within our relationships within our uh, marriages pick up your shield your shield is your prayer doesn't have to be a gun or anything and I know that's hard in today's society because people will take you there and they will make you just want to smack the heck out of them (laughs) yes they will and you know I myself fall short of anger so many times and I'm constantly having to pray and ask God for forgiveness for that because people will try to break you if you deep The Jews were broken people, but they're getting ready to get their strength back up, and they're getting ready to finish that wall and see what else God has in store for them so they can get their blessing back. Pray for your family. Go ahead and do the fixing to get your family back. This is Lena Jones. I pray that all of you have a blessed day and a blessed week. I hope my words have encouraged you or strengthened you in some ways. Um. (laughs) <laughs> in, in some ways, like it has me, it's helped me to have a better understanding of the Bible and how to pray and what to do before I go up on any challenges. I'm going to get out of here now with The Broken from uh, Matthew West. It is one of my favorite, another one of my favorite songs. All of the songs are my favorite. But this is Broken with Matthew West, and it's going to take me out of here. Thank you for listening. Please join me again next Uh, Wednesday when we were talking about we would get that wall fixed (laughs) and I will be live on tomorrow night with In the Cut with Jay we'll see what we're talking about then bye bye now here's Matthew West with Broken Never change for you. I know it's not what you wanted. A shot of whiskey to numb the pain. Can you feel me? In these moments like this, where I don't seem to care, my mind is far from clear. You were there once to lift me up. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.